Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Bryce Kenny. Thank you for joining another weekly tune-up here on Beers and Nachos. We're going to call into Adam Anderson here in just a little while. And uh, as I sit with Tyler Meninga, and we dial Adam, and Ryan Anderson's on the other line as well, uh, we just chat a little bit more about the season and heading into our weekend events and kind of the feelings coming out of the weekend before. Uh, but one of the things that we talk a lot about is just kind of like some of those drivers that have been surprising us and kind of have found that next gear that they never knew they had. And uh, and, and really just the cultural aspect of being on tour. And uh, of course, we laugh quite a bit, so you'll uh, look forward to that. But it reminded me a lot of some stuff that I've got in my book, Geared for Life. And uh, I talk a lot about, I don't know if some of you, of course, when you're getting in a rental car, a lot of these newer cars right now, I'll jump in one and they've got that dial in the middle center console and you can change what mode the car is. And it's more so like maybe a little bit of extra power here, changes the suspension. A lot of times there's an eco mode, an off-road mode, maybe a, 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 a sport mode. And I really looked at that, and when I was writing my book, Geared for Life, I thought, man, that's exactly how life is oftentimes. And if I would say that there's three modes that I have found most people are in, and it would be one of these three. The first is stalled, right? It, they're stuck. There's absolutely no movement going on. You know, the, the, the car is up. You know, if you were a car, you'd be up on jack stands in the garage type of thing. And uh, you, you don't know what opportunities look like in this mode because you haven't seen an opportunity for a long time. Like you just go to work, you do your thing, you come home, your head hits the pillow, you microwave dinner, right? You might jump on Netflix or something like that and, and watch a couple shows, but nothing is really ever changing. Your life isn't necessarily getting better, but it's not necessarily getting worse either. You're just going through the motions until that one day you wake up and you're like, I can't take this anymore. Or like in my case, like the story I tell in my book, Geared for Life, I got fired. And that was, I was in stalled mode. I was stalled at that point in my life, not because I wasn't doing anything. Some people uh, think when I'm talking about being stalled, they're thinking no, no activity. But that's not what the case is. All of us are working a lot. A lot of us are working really hard. And the question is, but what are you working hard to do and to go and accomplish, right? And so at that point, when I got fired from the soccer organization, I was in stalled mode and that shoved me out of being stalled, right? That changed everything for me. And so, but I wasn't necessarily getting opportunities thrown my way because I don't think I really was in the right mode to identify them. And that's a huge thing. Think about this. It's like, you know, you don't ever see a, a red F-150 until you start thinking to yourself, man, I'd, I'd kind of like a, an F-150 and I'd love it to be red. And, and now all of a sudden you start looking at it online and you start looking on Facebook marketplace to find them or the dealerships. And now you drive across town and you see seven of them. Well, that's the exact same way that opportunities work. And if you're stalled out right now, that's the problem is you don't even know what an opportunity looks like. Then you don't ever see them and identify them. You don't really know what you're looking for. And so the next mode though is in gear, right? You're in gear. You've got some movement, like you're on the track, uh, but you may not necessarily be going fast, but you're going somewhere, right? You're, you're, you're taking action towards the things you've always wanted. Uh, I would always say it's like one plus one equals two in this gear. You know, and so you're, you're, you're saving a little bit of money on the side. Maybe you're able to put, 
you know, 500 bucks away a month or something like that. So, so then after a year, you've got a couple thousand bucks, maybe to invest or to put towards that dream you've always had. Uh, it's just incremental gains in that end year mode. The last mode, the third mode is racing. And I think that this is all, this should be all of our goal in going out in life and like going in and achieving the things we want to go and do. You're on the track, you're accelerating, but you've got momentum. Like in this mode, results feel easy to get. Opportunities find you. You know, it seems like you can't miss. If you're on the basketball court, every shot you throw up goes in. And guys, I'm telling you, this mode exists. I have had it multiple times in my life in different ways, in different moments. But man, it is the hardest thing to finally get. But once you get it, and it's all it's also the hardest thing to stay in. You've got to fight to keep this racing mode, this momentum mode. But momentum should be your goal. It should not be work harder, right? Just working hard for working hard's sake is not enough. We've all got to look at this and go, okay, if I'm trying to go racing, you know, if I, if this was drag racing, like my, what I did most of my life, I've only got a quarter mile to make it count. And then after that, I've, I've got to let off the throttle. Well, sometimes that racing mode that we're in, it's the same way, but don't hear me say effort because yes, there's a lot of effort, like work your guts out, grind it out. But ultimately, if you know what you're trying to accomplish and you're grinding that out and you're doing the work that you want to go, the problem is most people don't know what momentum looks like. And so they don't know how to go and achieve it. But once they get it, oh, ride that wave as far into the shoreline as you can uh, before you got to go paddle back out and catch the next one. Right. But I always say, so if uh, in, in gear, right, if that's one plus one equals two, then the racing gear is one plus one equals 11. Like you, man, everything has exponential results to it. And it is so fun to be in that mode. And so the question is, is how do you get to it? Well, so I've been stuck in stalled mode, like I said, for 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 a, a couple times. And sometimes it feels like it lasts for a long time. But this is, the stalled gear is also, it's the most difficult mode to get out of because we don't always know when we're in it. So this mode, it's got the least amount of self-awareness attached to it. And so what happens is people stay in it for a really long time and they don't even realize it, right? They've been stalled out for 20 years sometimes. And if you've been stalled out for one year and you're like, man, I just, this past year has just been a nightmare for me, then just know what gear you're in, what mode you're in. And then all of a sudden now you're starting to realize, okay, now I am stalled. So how do I get out of that? Because I don't think, here's the thing. I don't think life is about consistently getting everything right as much as it is about being willing to change that kind of blown tire on the side of the highway because life throws us the screws sometimes, right? And so all of a sudden we got a blown tire and most people just stay there, right? They they just stay there with a flat tire on the side of the highway and they wonder like, oh, they, they blame life. You know, life is about taking action with all those small things, those small decisions along the way. Those will add up to momentum if you can hold on long enough and keep all of those small decisions leading up to really big results. All right. And so I want to help everyone kind of train themselves because I do this every day, by the way. I'm not an expert at realizing, oh, yes, here, I've got momentum right now. Sometimes sometimes you just got to build it. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, you, you finally do. You catch that big wave that you've been sitting out in the ocean waiting to, to come your way. And, uh, and, and you got to be trained to see what that ro- momentum looks like to be able to catch it and ride it all the way in. 
All right. So I do think that if you understand what your goal is in creating momentum and being in that racing mode, then now you start to get the confidence up and all that confidence that you need to go out there and take more risks. And you start to have more faith that it's going to end up working out. And then you're creative enough to use the momentum to produce results in your daily life. Okay. So if you've been like I have been at different points in my life and you feel like you've been parked on the side of the road, you're kind of waiting for the answers. Maybe it's time that we just get you back into that racing mode. And the best news in all of this is you have more control over which mode you operate in than you realize. Okay. So let's get you back on the racetrack. Let's get you in racing mode. Let's help you shift through one gear at a time to reach those record-breaking speeds that you're capable of. All right. So if you want to dive in more of this, because that is really what sets up my entire book, Geared for Life, talking about my seven gears. Once I knew what mode I was in and the mode I was trying to accomplish, now all of a sudden I went in and I said, look, what gears do I have at my disposal? What's in my transmission? And I hit the track and now that's all I do is I'm always trying to find the right gear at the right time. That's exactly what Geared for Life is all about. And I think uh, you'll get to the end of the book. You'll steal a few of my gears, uh, but I also think you'll uncover a few of your own. And so if you want to go find momentum, if you want to be in racing mode, find your gears, know your gears, and I want to help you do it. All right. So you're welcome to go pick up a copy of Geared for Life, but uh, let's dial in. Let's call Adam Anderson. Let's see what these guys are up to, and we'll catch you guys afterwards. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on, Adam? Oh, man, just finishing up here today. A little bit of practice out here in Anaheim. Yeah, well, we're in uh, Houston, as you may or may know. All right, you said Ryan's with you? Yeah, Ryan's here. Yeah, I'm here. Well, I got Mr. Mr. Tyler Manninga. Tig. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys know him. Uh, Also, by the way, Ryan... Tig has been working on his Ryan Anderson impression this weekend, and man, it is pretty good. It's pretty good. (laughs) We were talking, we were were at Twin Peaks last night, and uh, Bryce made a comment about everybody being on their phone at the table, because like John and uh, Matt and Jamie and all them were there. And I was and, calling everybody out. Like, every single person had their phone in their face. Yeah. It's like, dude, what are we even doing here? Like, yeah. I'm going to go home yeah. and watch some Netflix. I was like, yeah, Ryan's pretty bad for that, too. And I was like, especially when he's mad. You can always know when Ryan's <laughs> mad. So I leaned over the table, buried my face as far as I could to the phone, and then, like, acted like somebody said something, and then look, looked one way real quick, and then looked right back to the phone. Just snap. <laughs> just snap. <laughs> just snap like it was prime. It was prime. <laughs> But actually, tailing off of that, I did tell the story last night to Bryce Ryan, and I want to hear I want to hear your end of it because yeah. it had Bryce laughing pretty hard, and I think it'd be a good story for this uh, for this podcast we're doing here. But uh, the story about how we rented the side by sides in Moab, and it was my turn to drive, and uh, I had hit the belly pan a couple times, and Ryan was getting awfully frustrated. <laughs> He was getting real frustrated, and uh, yeah, I was. It was probably top three times how uh, that I hated Tig the most at that moment. Uh, the, so the thing was, is we already we got to rewind all the way to the beginning of the day. We're gonna go rent these side by sides out of Moab. Right? Out of Moab, yeah. I I'm gonna get the one with me and Tig in it. Got a big four seater, nice new one. This and that. Pull up this establishment. It's a little. Little sketch, all right, but tons of nice equipment all sitting around. So we go in there, 
meet up with the guy, and we were suggested to go here by a friend of ours. So we're like, all right, we're going to trust this place. We're going to go there, uh, meet up with the guy, and start checking out. And this guy is very, uh, I don't know how to explain it in a nice way. He looked like a crackhead. <laughs> and and then the two helper guys that were there also looked like his crackhead helpers. Yeah. And then there were three campers that were equally tiered to the amount of crackheadedness they looked. <laughs> That's where they lived in this compound. So okay. we get renting these rigs and like the price was a little bit more than we thought for the upfront price, which was like six hundred bucks for the day. And then we were thinking it was like fifteen hundred bucks as a deposit that we're going to hold, which I was super uneasy about because of the status of these people end up yeah. being $3,000. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like I get it because the machine, like it was a super nice brand new Kawasaki T-Rex 1000 four seater. I like guess it's a 20 something thousand dollar machine. And it one we got was brand new. So I kind of understand it, but the people that were doing it were so sketchy. So I was, super sketched out about everything and then they list down all these rules of like if you go over this amount of speed it charges we're going to charge you this much every time and this and that and it was all ended up just being a big scare tactic which worked great but so i was on edge the whole time and we were taking it pretty easy going through all these trails which were pretty like moab's wild because like everything's re like really doable but super sketchy at the same time like it's got a lot of traction, and the, the rigs were really capable of doing it. But, like, if you happen to actually slip and fall, it's like a 100-foot <laughs> cliff. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we get we get all the way through, like, two-thirds of the day, and we're as far away as we can possibly get, and there's this one last, like, loop we're going to do, and we're running out of time. And the guy already said, like, if you're not back by 5 o'clock, you get charged again in a whole other round. And I'm like – I'm super sketched out by this guy. So Tig wanted to get a rip. So we're going to rip one last time around this thing here. And Tig treated it like it was qualifying for the king of the hammer. <laughs> Dude, he was wide open throttle, bashing through these rocks, all this like super – it was so rough. I, I gave Tig a good ride. It was calm when it needed to be calm, and it was fun and aggressive when it needed to be aggressive. But overall, smooth ride. And then he gets in there and just freaking just KO in my three thousand dollar deposit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think the last the last straw so for mad. Ryan was Good. belly hitting the belly pan two times in a row, dropping off ledges. So for those listening, like he said, he top three most mad he's ever been at me, and he was he was mad. I could tell he was very irritated <laughs> because he said he I don't know like we had stopped. He goes, all right, you are done. You are done driving. And I, like, I could tell. Like, I, I've known Ryan long enough. To, I was like, oh, he's actually mad. So, like, everybody else pulls up. And it's like Chris Kohler and Matt in the other one. And then Rachel and John Gordon in the other one. Well, they all heard Ryan because he was that mad. <laughs> so, he hops in. And we don't go 50 foot down the trail. And he smacks the belly pan twice <laughs> in 50 foot. And I went... Oh, <laughs> really? And oh, everybody's laughing. I hated it. Even Ryan could not even – he, he couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> like, he was no longer in a bad mood. That, oh, that was the impression Tig did of you, Ryan, was, first of all, we're not qualifying for the king of the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> when he that's, said that, that's literally how it was, man. 
We oh, were doing, I, I doubled over. I couldn't breathe. It was so funny because the dude, we, we were doing like we were doing fifty mile an hour through stuff that would deploy airbags on like a a Raptor pickup truck. <laughs> oh, that's I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It was it was pretty badass, but it was also like the whole time I'm thinking of this scallywag that has my freaking credit card on file, getting ready to just absolutely demolish me. Because not only am we, we about to total this thing, so I'm I'm going to lose the three grand, but I'm going to get charged another because we don't get it back in time. <laughs> yeah, but that's where I was thinking. I was just driving fast because I didn't want you to lose your deposit for being late. Ah, right, yeah. Smart move. Yeah. yeah. Seemed pretty considerate. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I was really looking, gonna, looking out yeah. for you, really. Yeah, you should have been thanking him. Yeah. Really. yeah. Instead, he was cutting me out. <laughs> thanking what him. a friend. What a friend. <laughs> well, handsome Matt, you know, Jay Gore's uh, main crew guy. and Well, what is he? We're going to call him the team chief. Chief Matt. Uh, he was also doing a Ryan impression last night. And he was talking about, I didn't realize that Ryan Anderson was so afraid of heights. Oh, you're talking about Matt Malden. Yeah, big Matt. Yeah. We're talking oh, about no, when you I got had, stuck on that rock. Yeah. I had my biggest uh, fear of heights lockup in front of Matt. It was amazing, actually. I hated <laughs> said, it at the time. He said there was women that were on the other trail or something yelling dad down and yelling at you saying, come on, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was. So the problem, like when you, when you seen what I was locked up on, so I was already pretty stimulated through the heights of all the stuff we've been doing. Uh, so I was on a ledge that I needed to just pop down about four or five foot to another ledge. No big deal. But the yeah. problem was, is my athletic ability is null, and oh, this is on foot. Yes. Oh, not on the no, vehicle. No, no, on foot. Okay, yeah, that's a no and, go. Well, and uh, so if I were to drop straight down, I would fall between two <laughs> rocks that would like trap me in there, like the guy that got stuck and had to cut his arm off with the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then, so then, so I have to power myself off a little bit and make the gap. But there's only about a four foot maybe landing pad. Before there was another even worse, bigger trench. That's, so the trenches are like probably like three foot wide, 20 foot deep. And it just tapers down. Mm. So you're going to fall until you wedge between the rocks with, you know, basically no way of a quick escape. No way of getting out yourself until somebody shows up with a rope. So I knew my abilities were barely good enough to make that happen. And it locked me up. After Big Matt, which for people that don't know Big Matt, Matt's not called big because he's small. He's a big old guy. Like he's yeah. not he's not he's he's an athletic big guy. He's big, strong dude. But he's done hop down this sucker like it's good. And I lock up on it and he starts laughing. And when he laughs, it makes me laugh, and I laugh even harder. <laughs> and my I lose all control of my body and totally <laughs> to the point where I farted in his face. <laughs> so bad oh, and i video i was videoing this too so i'm still conscious enough to know that like this is so preposterous i need a video so i'm videoing and my uh, my hysteric laughing covers up the fart in his face because he's like down the ledge he could lean over and like he could help me and big matt's big enough he could have cradled me down but he was letting me suffer so either way yeah he got a face full of it and uh. then i finally got myself together to make it down that thing but yeah it the story is bigger than the gap 
that I needed to, to, to transit here. It just, my Matt. mind couldn't do it. Big Matt, handsome Matt. Tall Mule. 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 Yeah. My names, they all worked. So, yep. Adam, what's uh, what's it been like y'all being on tour together, you and Ryan, by the way? I think I was asking Tig about that. I was like, I wonder if they're actually enjoying it or if it's just, I mean, y'all do life together so much. Is it feeling different? No, it's been, it's fine. Honestly, it feels normal, really. I mean, like it's, which we're only, you know, we're third, third weekend in for us and it feels kind of normal, really. And it's, uh, I don't know, but I, I think it, it, and maybe it'll change midway through the season. I don't know, or to, closer towards the end of the season. And, uh, but I don't think so, man. We always kind of get along and just ride it out, whatever it may be. And so I think it's going to be fine. It's going to be all good. And, It'll be yeah. fun. And, all right, yeah, know, but okay. I miss you. I do miss you. How is it dealing with a child all the time? Is that tough? <laughs> oh, okay? Old Tig, let me tell you the something. Old Tigarooski, yeah. He is different than what you could ever think of him. Yeah. Going season, yeah. yeah. I've actually really enjoyed <clears throat> youthfulness i'll, I'll say yeah that. you probably need you honestly probably needed that because you're on the cusp of being old so you probably need yeah. that there's like you know I, and i always forget colt colt is only a year younger than i am i think so he's 37 i think and yeah. so of course he's you know he's taking a nap right now and yeah. uh, which him and i are we we have been avoiding each other colt and i have been avoiding each other all day today actually <laughs> and um we finally made contact and it's good. It's good. It's going to be I all good. I don't know if I told you guys the stop sign story from last weekend. Did I? I don't think I did. I don't, I don't know. This, on Sunday. Yeah. This, I mean, this tells you exactly what I'm talking about with TIG. So, you know, we're driving back to the hotel after we eat and stuff like that. And we stop at a stoplight and he's asking me something. And most of what we, we talk about, it's not very serious, but whatever this was, it, I was, we were, it was a serious thing and I was going off on something serious. And so we were sitting there for like three or four minutes, you know, and all of a sudden I'm sitting there talking to him. So I'm not looking out the windshield because Tig is driving. And finally, after three minutes, he looks over at me and I'm still sitting here talking about this thing. He goes, oh, my bad. This is a stop sign. Uh, that's like, what I try to explain to people that everybody's like, man, you know, Tyler is so awesome. It's such a great driver. I'm like, yeah, he is. He really, I don't know why. I don't get it. I don't get it. He's the most oh. amazing monster truck driver of all time, probably, but he is, he is dumb, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's catching oh. up on life. He's catching up on life. It's, uh, it's you tough guys. out there, you know? Oh, man. When you're in different areas of the world and different states, and you know they go by different rules and different stop sign shapes, I guess, or whatever. Uh, let me tell you something. It was so funny today in our drivers' meeting because Tig <laughs> won freestyle Let's, Sunday. Oh, Tig won freestyle Sunday, and so what does that mean, right? He's 12th, but what do yeah. you have to do? Move up. Did Tig oh. move up to nine? Yes, he did. Are so, you? He's a player. Yeah. Ass shitting me. Yeah. So Tom, when Tom found out that oh man, not, he called me Bryce's favorite word. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Interesting. Tom was off on some tig, and it was perfect because Soa uh, said something, kind of called out like, "Oh yeah, Tyler won last weekend, but he's opted to go ninth instead of last." 
to like, I think Solo was trying to throw you under the bus a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? You know, here, Coward. Uh, I tell you what I'm at. The Prince <laughs> is a monster jam. How, what do you have to say to Tig? Coward. I mean, it's smart. He's playing the game. It's smart. But I can't do it. I won't do it. They wouldn't even let me. Do you remember last year? I was supposed to go first a couple times and they wouldn't let me. Yes. They wouldn't even let me do it. Yeah. They would not even let me. And then it was a couple times that I even had the opportunity to change it. And they, even if I want, they wouldn't even let me. Yeah. Here we go. What? And we, the get, you know, because that's what the only, none of the Kohlers will do it. They said they refuse. So if they win freestyle the week before, they are no matter what, because it is, that's the sweet spot area right around seven, eight, nine, whatever. That's kind of the sweet spot area. It really is. I was mad because I had to follow him last weekend. I had to follow Tig Sunday, and yeah. he had a burner of a freestyle. And so then Is I was that like, when you did oh, that, right. that death ride thing when I was like, the angels came down and stuff. That's and right. Music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got fourth, by the way. So, yeah. So there yeah. you go. And, <laughs> and so then Tig. So what are you going to do next to top that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to roll it in the corner. That's <laughs> <laughs> your best bet. That is your best bet, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah, when Tig moved to ninth, that actually pushed it to where I got to follow him again uh, tomorrow. So, yeah, exciting, exciting stuff. Hey, Ryan, how do you feel about Tig going to ninth? I mean, I'm going to tell you, I won freestyle last week, and I can promise you I'm not doing that. I'm running last. And well, I, I wouldn't. I've, Tig's known that since the, the first time he went on tour, on a stadium tour. Because that whole thing got started with Cynthia doing it, and they didn't have a rule on where you can move to. So she wow. would look at the lineup and be like, okay, this truck's probably not going to go crazy, not going to do a backflip, not going to backflip. So she would put herself to be the first person to do a backflip, if she did that and did, you know, like a kind of okay run and did a backflip and got out and cheered, guaranteed win. Yeah. And then she would win. And it was so like, yeah, then she would win and then she'd move back to the same spot and do it again over and over and over. So they moved it to ninth. And then that was what she went on a spurt of winning them for a minute. And in ninth place, she, if, like, if she it's, locked out, nobody did good. Yeah. That's the cusp. Nobody did good in front of her. She would go out, do get through her run, basically. And then do a backflip, and then flip her hair and get all excited. She'd win, and if she had to go last, she would lose, and then go back to whatever that spot and she'd win again. But either way, so they, when they started doing the the only move to ninth thing or moving place at all, I'm like, no way, that ain't that's for cowards. I was telling Tig that as my teammate, like we ain't doing that. We're above that. <laughs> but you're not on tour with them anymore. Yeah. Ryan's not here. I'm moving. I'm moving yeah, the night. I, just, I know the feeling that Tig has inside right now, and he just is shameful. I know it yeah. feels shameful. I know he does. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I've been reminded about every 30 minutes today oh. by everybody. Oh, man. I love it. Uh, well, this is something I would do, Tig. Okay. That's something I would do. Well, listen, hear me out. Okay. Something I would do. <laughs> Maybe it is shameful. But I looked, if you would see our freestyle running order for Saturday night, uh, yeah. as a fan, I think that they would lose their minds because Todd LaDuke is first, Tom Mentz is second, mm. and uh, I don't remember who the, you know, who's in between Tom and I. But the way I looked at it is Tristan ran very consistently last weekend. Ah, good freestyle, yeah. He had a great weekend with his new truck. 
uh, and he's trailing me by not many points. So I feel like, you know, if I can keep my stuff together in racing in two-wheel, that puts him dead last in freestyle. Yeah. So that was oh, kind of hates, fantastic. That that. I mean, I know what you're doing. You're playing the game. Yeah. I know what you're doing. Man, his eyebrows raise up a little bit. Ooh. Wow. Yep, but it's, I know what you're doing, and it's, it's your choice, you know? It's your, you know, that's... That's the new age, I guess. Hey, it's, hey, it's, it's not I'm just over here, just cross-eyed. Don't worry. Don't worry. It won't happen again. Well, you better just stretch those points on out so you quit worrying about it and you don't think about it again. Yeah. I think that's why I like giving him such a hard time because that way he doesn't ever do this again and I don't have to follow him again. So Yeah. Now I'll do it again just to piss me off. I, I don't like it. I like going last. I don't know why. Even with the points thing, it kind of sucks. It does because you don't ever get scored right. But I'm like, I don't know why. I just feel so much better going last. I don't know. Maybe it's just because people are like, they. You, if you do awesome, it's awesome. Or if you fail, everybody's leaving right away, so you don't have to look at them, I guess. So it's good. I do so much better when I don't. I, I don't think about the points. Because I can't, man. It's like, because then I try to drive a certain way. It's like the only way I, I just got to take the rolls as they come. And when the good things happen, celebrate them. When the bad things happen, shake them off. And that's hard for me. I, you know, because then if I'm always trying to get a result that I can't control, it's even like last Sunday. Like I, I got fourth, you know, like I can't control that. Did that take away from my experience on my day? No, I was, I loved it. It was all great. And yeah. Then I just because I, I bumped a dumpster right before that uh -huh. big hit that when, oh, when really? I went I, I bumped a dumpster and I was lining up for it and they, they tagged me yeah that's changed up a bunch of stuff on ours with points for yeah, people and this I've, and that I've gotten deduction Colt got one Kohler got Kohler two. got two of them Jim did dang you gotta sign a you gotta sign a freaking high school uh, write up sheet you getting written up you can sign but we can't discuss that, Bryce. We won't discuss that. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. going to say that was a whole thing today. Yeah, what was oh, good? I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, Bryce <laughs> did have a great, a great uh, topic before we got on the phone with you guys, but he hasn't asked it yet, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask it. Uh, being on the tour you're on this year, who has most impressed you on the track that you weren't really? Uh, I guess. Uh, how about this? No. Who is the most caught you by surprise on mm. the track on your tour? I was actually talking culturally, but yeah, I mean, oh, okay. but that's, <laughs> we can do both. We can no, do no, both. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Um, I don't know, which I haven't, but Chris Kohler, maybe, I don't know. Like he's, uh, but he's just so, he's sporadic still. So it's kind of tough to say. I'm trying to remember who's even with us. <laughs> I don't even remember him. No, there's nothing. And besides myself doing so good all the time, Dude, I really don't know. It's really been a treat you're, you're watching it so far, honestly. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm just kidding. That's terrible. Uh oh, it's um, true. No, I'm trying to think. Like, Mike Christensen's doing pretty good this yeah, year. Yeah, I would say that. He's Even freestyle. Like, last year, you know how he was. I mean, like, he would do some stuff every once in a while, but he's uh, – his something was messing up with his belt and his seat and stuff, and and it kind of stung him a little bit at the first um, first stop in San Francisco, and then he changed some stuff and we talked or whatever, and and he actually was pretty strong like all across the board. Like I was like, oh gosh, okay, and that's why I thought I joked. I was like, dang, Mike, what's up, dude? I mean, never see you do anything like this. 
you know, thanks a lot, Adam. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> very passive aggressive. Yeah, it very much so was. You're more passive aggressive than people know. You oh, got no, they know. Uh, they know. Well, maybe not fans and people, but I am. I'm super aggressive with everybody else. Not aggressive, passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Like you're like you can laugh at the end of it, and it's like the uh, yeah. you're, you're the I know you're thinking. I know they're you're thinking the about it the rest of that day. It either ruined their day or it was the highlight, one or the other. Well, yeah. You know how like you say something tough to somebody over text sometimes and you put like a little smiley face at the end? Yeah. It's yeah. Someone, uh, you know, I heard someone called a conversation condom a long time ago. Like it puts, you know, it takes the sting out of the aggression of what you said when you put a little No, I, I have to, I have to purpose, I have to purposely add those in my text to help out with that. That's you giggling at the end of you say to somebody that's super aggressive that takes the out of it somehow. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh it's that. Is that okay? Yeah. Yes, we got, I got this new thing too. I've been going to fight too tall. That's new. <laughs> that's new. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to fight too tall. And then um, mid track, right in the middle of the track. He's been pushing yeah. my buttons this year already. Um, there's somebody else I got to fight too. I can't remember. Colt probably, no. definitely not Barry. Yeah, Colt and I are both we fight each other no matter what. It's horrible. We, Barry looks that strong, is, man. I see him. I'm like, dang. Barry's pretty strong for fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? I mean, you know, it's uh, who who stood out for for you over there this year? Uh, okay, I'd say on that the you track. Yeah, yeah. You what? That you didn't expect, that you didn't really expect, not somebody that you kind of knew was a, you know, could okay. do it. I'll give him some kudos too. So, I, so Tristan, I thought he would buckle last weekend with the JCB stuff because it was insane how intense all everything was that they were doing, uh -huh. for and rightly so. Yeah, but yeah. I thought he would buckle under the pressure, and even though he didn't win any competition. Like he killed it. I mean, I think he got second overall in both of them. Tyler got first overall in both of them. Um, your boy got third overall in both of them. I'll take right. it. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Tristan. It was I, he was very impressive to me. Just watching him handle everything, um, and then do his stuff. And and then I think everybody else has been, you know, kind of on par. Everyone's kind of shaking stuff loose a little bit. You know, like Jay Gore's going to turn loose a little bit better, and, and everyone's just kind of working through their truck yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I keep forgetting that was your first one last week. Yeah, so. yeah, and you know, Cole. I mean, Cole Van about to turn it loose, but I mean, Tyler's been. It's so on Saturday our first event, he <laughs> racing, and then he won skills, and then I made the joke to Leslie Mears. I said, I think he's forgotten how to lose. Like <laughs> he won all three at the Superstar. He won the first yeah. two. So he'd won five competitions straight, and it was like I think he's forgotten how to lose. And and I'll be honest with you, especially since he stepped out to take a, a phone call here, so I'm not even looking at him. So this isn't because he, he he's not even sitting here. Yeah, it's perfect. But it's been fun culturally because he you you said this before, or you at, when when I said this before about Tyler's been been the biggest surprise. Like he just loves driving this truck. Oh yeah, genuine. Like he would do it every day. I know he would if he could. And so it's been refreshing for me because it's kind of like, man, I just, I get to go out there. Let's go out, man. Let's go, oh man, it's going to be awesome. Go out there, drive, drive some monster trucks today and go have some Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. 
No, that, and that is good, though. Going from yeah. a grump, grumpy old man that's like, oh, gosh, here we go. Maybe we weren't as good for each other with that. Because I don't think we were ever grumpy. It was just kind of like, hey, no, we wanted to go do that? Like, oh, I guess so. You know, it's kind of yeah, like, ah, well. sit here and get through this freestyle and stuff. Um, yeah. So watching his genuine excitement for it has been out. No, that's good. That's good. I and I see that. I know that too because it always it also pisses me off. So just driving, but you genuinely just love it like you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. But we're all good. Fun fun being on tour with somebody besides Ryan that just makes fun of me for actually liking my job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh wow, you like it? Wow, that sucks, dude. Yeah, cool. Oh, no. Yeah, look, Tyler has some PTSD from being on tour with Ryan. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Well, he's basically like, he dated my sister, so he's like a little brother, so I'm oh. not going to let him get away with shit, ever. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't get an itch. No. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah. Somebody else does something and we just beat him for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that's the truth. Dude. Tyler, Tyler, go, Tyler, go in the other room now. You wait. I'll be in there in a minute. Yeah, I, you already know why too. Yeah. yeah, go in there. He's already got his pants down. He's ready. I'm surprised. I'm surprised <laughs> since Bryce got five points deducted. Adam Ryan didn't call Monster Jam saying, "Nah, nah, nah just go ahead and deduct him from Tyler." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, you need to take some time. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna go and change things up a little bit. We're gonna go ahead and move Tyler back to twelfth uh, position and go ahead and deduct yep. anybody that had points deducted last week. Take them all from Tyler. Yeah, he has not proved he has not proved his worth to us yet. Yes, that's right. I love it. Well, you guys have fun, man. I gotta go catch a another podcast. I get to go be on this other podcast, by the way. It's, uh, and they want to interview me on my book. So oh, since cool. somebody out there in the world cares um, that I've written Geared for Life, I, I care. Uh, we need to probably push it a little bit more. Uh, hey. No, don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> you need to start reading. You need to read something from your book every week now. Oh, there we to, go. To us, and then we can break it down. Like, there we read go. it to us. We'll let you know what we think it means, and you tell us what it really means. That's not a bad idea. Okay. Like, like, uh, I'll try to incorporate that. That's a great idea. But, I, yeah, I'm all right. It's called Dale, Not Dale. Dale, Not <laughs> Dale. Yes, it'll come out in a week or two if people, by the time they listen to this and get through it. Uh, check out Dale, not Dale. It's the uncle. So do you guys remember the out daughter show that came? It was TLC. It got like eight daughters or something. They came to Monster Jam. It was a year ago, Adam. I think Camden Murphy was oh, the one. Yeah, yeah. So this is the uncle. It's Uncle Dale. So if anyone's ever seen out daughtered, which I actually still watched an episode. Um, but it's Uncle Dale is the one that uh, did this. But he got he was all fired up about the book when he saw it, which I appreciated. And I've been looking forward to going. And so it's actually my studio and all that stuff. So that's all right. Well, do what you got to do up here and go catch uh, that. So we'll get together again next week, figure out what's going on. Good luck this weekend to both of you guys. Keep doing, keep doing. Stuff. You too. You too. Please keep driving. Cause it has been a tree. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it is. Oh, all right. No, actually, Adam, I think you need to I got, I got to stop. Like I keep you know watching what? him and enjoying him up so much that then I go out and just like, Driving around, thinking about what he did, about the yeah. fire he was just in. Yeah, they just, he just did. They're out there. They got the freaking side by sides. They got the rock sword dragging me behind it off the track. <laughs> just me, not the truck. No, it's <laughs> just, me. Just yeah, they just I'm the limp, truck, and they just hook it around me, and I just drag me off. I'm like, yep, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs>
right, boys. Well, you guys have fun. Be safe. And, See uh, you. Bari See you. Bye. Bye. Well, there you guys have it. I want to challenge you. All right. The big takeaway this week is what mode are you in? Are you stalled? Are you in gear? Or are you in race mode? Let's help you find the way to get out of being stalled, right? Let's get you back out of neutral. Let's get you in gear and let's help you fight towards building that momentum, getting back out there on the racetrack and finally running, making that acceleration towards the goals that you've always wanted. I'm here to tell you, you guys can live the life you've always wanted to live. You can enjoy driving a, a, a truck, right? In, in the sense of thinking about Tyler Meninga and how much he just loves his job and getting to do this. I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, I would love that too. But you don't have to wait until your dream is here to enjoy your life. You can enjoy what you're doing now. And it doesn't mean that you're settling for less. It doesn't mean that, well, once I do this or once I attain that or once I possess this, then I'll be happy, then I'll be satisfied, then I'll be content. Guys, that's not how life works. You can be discontent with where you're at and and still appreciate the things that are in your life right now. Appreciate your boss. Appreciate that you can go and make money at your job today. Appreciate the friends that you do have. Instead of thinking and focusing on the things you don't have anymore or that friend that stabbed your back or the relationship that you lost, instead of feeling that and allowing resentment to build, resentment is the number one thing that keeps people stalled out in life. The secret to getting in gear is letting all those past failures, the past mistakes, letting all of that go, waking up one day and going, you know what? Today's going to be different. This is going to be my year. This is going to be my day. Stop thinking about the whole year, right? Just think, just go and tackle today. Carpe diem. Make today your best day ever where you appreciate more than anyone else, where you are grateful, where you're saying, you know what, I can leverage the situation I'm in right now, even though I don't love it, it's not ideal, I can find the good today. And I can work towards getting back into that racing mode. All right. If you can go into today with gratitude and you can look and say, I want more though. I want to go out and fight towards my dream and having the things I've always dreamed of. Guys, I'm telling you, you can do it. But you need to find your gears that are going to allow you to finally go out there and achieve the things that you want to achieve and live the life you've always wanted to live. All right. None of us are any smarter than you. You are smart enough. You are good enough. You can go out there and make this thing happen, okay? Thanks for joining Weekly Tune-Up this week uh, here on Gears and Nachos, and we will see you guys next week.